known to man. It is greater than uh, acid. It is stronger, more powerful than electricity. It is a it can move things greater than an atomic bomb. I'm talking about the blood of Jesus Christ. Because none of those things can save a sinner from their sins. No other power that is known of can change a man from a sinner to a saint. Oh, thank the Lord for the power Christ. It is effective. Amen. There was a time that when you got wanted your sins to be forgiven, you had to offer a blood sacrifice. Bible says without the remission of sin, I mean without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. Talking about remission of sin. The shedding of blood. Did you know even now for your sins, when you ask the Lord to forgive you, He has to take His blood and wipe it over that sin again. Do you realize that? The remission of sins by the blood. That precious blood. But oh, I thank the Lord. He did not give it uh, haughtily. He did not give it reservedly. But He gave it willingly to whosoever will. Amen. It doesn't matter if you're Jewish or if you're Greek or if you're whatever denomination or nationality you may be. He shed it for all. And that's for us. And I appreciate the Lord so very much. Amen. We're going to continue with uh, Joseph this morning. So if you have your Bibles, turn with us to uh, Genesis chapter 39. Genesis chapter 39. <clears throat> Genesis chapter 39. I'm going to begin my text in 39 and then we're going to move right over to chapter 40. And I uh, want to read about 9 or 10 verses here. So uh, we're going to start in uh, verse 20, those of you that have it and are able to, we ask that you stand with us as we read our text here this morning out of the Word of God. The King James Version. I like the King James Version. People say they can't read it. I'll be honest with you. I've read a lot of the other versions and there, I, I can't see a whole lot of difference except for in certain places. And uh, I don't know about you, I'd rather stick with the, the book that I know. The book that is right. Amen. And so let us uh, start in verse 20 of chapter 39 of Genesis. And Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, a place where the king's prisoners were bound. And he was there in the prison. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison uh, committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in the prison. And whatsoever they did there, he was the doer of it. 
And the keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand, because the Lord was with him, and that uh, which he did, the Lord made it to prosper. 40 in chapter uh, 40 and verse 1. And it came to pass after these things that the butler of the king of Egypt and his baker had offended their lord the king of Egypt. And Pharaoh was wrought against two of his officers, against the chief of the butlers, and against the chief of the bakers. And he put them in ward in the house of the captain of the guard into the prison, the place where Joseph was bound. And the captain of the guard charged Joseph with them, and he served them, and they continued a season in ward. And they dreamed a dream, both of them, each man, his dream in one night. Each man, according to the interpretation of the dream, the butler and the baker of the king of Egypt, which were bound in the prison. And Joseph came in unto them in the morning, and looked upon them, and behold, they were sad. They were sad. Let's bow our heads. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word. Lord, your word gives us examples of those that you would have us to pattern our lives after. Not trying to get into jail, not trying to escape jail, but how we're to act in jail, out of jail, where we live, under our employers, uh, under our bosses, under our governors, under our rulers. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would help us to take these examples unto ourselves, that, Lord, we might live quietly and peaceably where we are at. Dear Jesus, come by and help us here this morning. I know, Lord, we got more young people than we have older folks. So I pray, Lord, that you would bless me and anoint me and put the words into my mouth that they might can receive that, Lord, they would get a hold of you. And they'd say, oh, I want to know that Lord. I want to know that Jehovah that Joseph knew. And help us, Lord, this, mor this morning we pray in your blessed, holy, righteous, and wonderful name, that name of Jesus. And everyone said. Amen. And everyone said. Amen. Thank the Lord. Amen. That's so good. So here we see Joseph. How many of you remember who Joseph was? Huh? Joseph was uh, Jacob's who ended up being turned into Israel. He is his firstborn son by the girl that he truly loved. Uh, Rachel. And if you'll remember, who was the name of his other wife? Jacob's? Who was the name of the other wife that Jacob had? Leah. Amen. And uh, she had borne him many children. And so anyway, if you'll remember the story, just to bring you back up to a little bit, Joseph was his favorite son. His father favored him. Uh, put on him a coat of many colors, uh, just doted on him. And his brothers, which he had, if you remember, he had 11 brothers. Ten of them hated him. And uh, those that hated him, 
were, uh, caught him when he was out in the field, put him down into a pit, was going to kill him. And then instead of killing him, they sold him into slavery. And he was taken by a caravan down into Egypt and sold to Potiphar. Potiphar was the captain of the guard. Yeah. Hmm. Captain of the guard. And uh, he uh, ended up, uh, his wife made a false accusation against Joseph, saying that Joseph was trying to have uh, illicit relationships with her. And he uh, ended up taking Joseph and throwing him into prison. And so that's where this story picks up here this morning. Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, a place where the king's prisoners were bound. Even today, we have a little difference in our penitentiaries and in our prisons. If you have to go to prison, I would highly recommend the federal prisons over the state and local prisons. Because the federal prisons, most of them have air conditioning, they're not overcrowded, and they probably have more benefits for you. But it's still prison. And in Egypt, the king had a prison for the special people. And this place was for those who were uh, maybe uh, families or uh, the head of families or children of the head of families that had great power in Egypt. Because you have to remember, Pharaoh was not the only ruler of, uh, well, he was the only ruler, but it takes others for him to be able to rule. And so uh, Joseph was cast in this nice prison. This prison that was actually in the house, according to the scriptures, in the house of the captain of the guards. I, I, I am of the opinion this is Potiphar's house on the other side of the door. Potiphar's house was on one side where his wife was at, but Potiphar was the captain of the guard, remember? And it said that this prison was in his house. And so I'm sure that after Potiphar began to realize that Joseph had not done what his wife accused him of, he again became the most trusted person that he had. And he turned that entire prison over to them. And there may have been people in there, uh, murderers and thieves that had tried to steal from the state, might have tried to steal from the Pharaoh, uh, might have even tried to kill him. And so uh, that's where Joseph was put. And because Joseph was a man of such good quality. Yes. Oh, I wish you young people could hear this. Amen. He was of good quality. He was the same in prison, out of prison, at home with his father, with the Pharaoh, with the shepherds, with the traitors, with the murderers, with the others. He was the same. Yes. He was not a wicked man. He was not a hard man. He was not a mean man. But he was a man of righteousness. One that loved his God more than anything else. He was not ashamed of his God. Amen. And he spoke it. And I want to tell you something else. The Lord was not ashamed of Joseph. Woo! 
Aren't you glad? Oh, I ask myself sometimes, Lord, have I brought a shame to you? Or are you a proud of me? Huh? As a Christian, we should look at ourselves. We are the representatives of God everywhere we walk. At the job, at work, uh, in, in the office, in school. Did you know you are a representative, children of the Lord? What kind of reputation do you have in school? Are you a child that is considered a troublemaker? Causing trouble? Being hard? Being mean? Being nasty? Hanging around the wrong crowds? A cheater? Huh? Or are you known as being one? Maybe, at your own detriment, maybe some people think you're the teacher's pet. And why not? Why not? Huh? There's nothing wrong with being the teacher's pet. No, it's not. You know why people make fun of, of people who are the uh, teacher's pets? Because they're not. Come on. There was a couple of times the teacher, I don't know that I was her pet because, but anyway, there were a few times that the teacher seemed to favor me. And it was nice. Sometimes I'd get picked, you know, to do certain things. That was nice. It was good, you know. But there did come a time that I let those people who were evil influence me so that I broke. I didn't want to be the teacher's pet anymore. Oh, if I had to do over. But the problem is, if I did it over, I wouldn't know what I know now, so I probably would make the same mistake. Y'all get that? Huh? Anyway, so Joseph, he was the doer of it. If they cleaned up the, the prison and mopped it, Amen. Joseph was at the bottom of it. He organized it. If they repainted the walls, amen, and put uh, re refurnished some of the places and fixed the beds and fixed the uh, water and all that kind of stuff, Joseph was at the root of it. Praise God. That's the way that God's people do. And I know, I know some still are in public uh, work and all that. And I know that sometimes our bosses are not good. Sometimes we have terrible bosses. But through the years, I have found that if we will do what we can, do right, talk white, right. Come on now. Talk right. Huh? Your boss. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Well, my mama says I ain't got to do that. Well, can I tell you something? If you want to gain more respect, learn to show respect. People say, my teacher don't respect me. Well, I can tell you the reason why you don't show the teacher any respect. When you respect others, they will respect you. Joseph respected others. And according to the text that we read here, this morning, he even respected fellow prisoners. He was in there, but he had done no wrong. 
Listen to me. There's everybody, everybody, just about everybody you go in and talk to in the prison, they'll say, they got me in here, but I, I didn't do nothing wrong. It was okay. It was right. They got me on a false charge. They got Everybody talks like that. Can I tell you? They're not all in there because of fa uh, false accusations. But Joseph was. Joseph had not done any wrong to Potiphar's wife. He had not broken any laws. He had not disrespected. He didn't re disrespect the woman that had run after him. And he did not disrespect uh, the one uh, Potiphar who put me in there. How would you have acted? Come on now, Potiphar, you know better than that. Potiphar, you're no better than, you know, start downgrading. The... Come on. Not Joseph. You got me in there? He probably, Potiphar probably asked him, eyeball to eyeball, did you do this? And he looked him in the eye and he said, I did not do it. Didn't do it. But you know what? I'm going to tell you something. And husbands, listen up. There's a lot of times husbands do things because of their wives. Huh? Even godly husbands. And so it's important for us not to be too hard on Potiphar there. But anyway, Potiphar threw him in prison. And uh, so then Potiphar, after a while... The Pharaoh was mad at the baker and the butler. Huh? You know what Brother Jeff's last name is? What about you youngest? You know what my last name is? Butler. That's right, butler. Did you know that those names a lot of times are carried down year by year? by your family and it had to do with what your job was right. huh i don't know but i might have been distant kin to this guy in here that was in prison by the pharaoh but it also makes me that i might have been a distant cousin or something to nehemiah too because he was also a butler huh what is a butler a butler uh, in these particular cases, it's called the wine taster. You say, why would a king or a queen have a wine taster? Because kings and queens and pharaohs, they have enemies. Huh? And those enemies want to kill the pharaoh. That's right. And you know how sometimes they try to kill the pharaoh? By poisoning their drink. And so the Pharaoh would have a butler. He was a guarded man. And this butler was too. And so he was in charge of making sure that everybody, because he couldn't do it all on his own, but everybody that brought uh, drinks unto the king, that those drinks were not poisoned, that they were uh, did nothing to harm the king, that they were not uh, clattered. I don't know, maybe they drank clabbered milk back then, but I never have liked clabbered milk. Huh? That it wasn't soured and wouldn't make the king sick. That's what the butler was there for. And so he was in jail and the baker was in jail. Huh? 
For some of you others, I almost got into a deal with a man whose last name was Baker. And it dawned on me, and I thought, no, I'm not going to do it in this deal. Anyway, and so the baker, likewise, he, he, was, he didn't bake everything that was in there, but he was in charge of the bright breads, the cakes, the pastries, the little dainties. How many of y'all like cookies? Huh? Cookies are made by bakers. Huh? And so this baker was in charge of everything. And just like the uh, uh, butler, he was to taste the food, make sure it was of the king's quality, and that it would not make him sick. A little side note. Any of y'all read how uh, King Charles now uh, likes his hot tea? It's craziness. He has this particular formula. He says that you're to pour the tea into the water, into the cup first. Dip the tea bag in there a certain amount of times and take it out. Do not squeeze the bag, by the way. Then wait so many moments and then put a certain amount of sugar in there and stir it a particular direction. This is King Charles, amen, over there in England. These uh, monarchs can be very picky about their drink and their food. And I'm sure that Pharaoh was no different. And so we have the butler and the baker that are in jail. In the scriptures, we are not told what they did. We do not know what happened to them. But I have a suspicion. Now, I'm not telling you it's Bible, but I have a suspicion. I have a suspicion that, uh, and by the way, the butler and the baker do not, are not always the ones that actually taste it. Huh? How would you like to be the taster? The one that has to taste the food every time. And so the butler and the baker have the tasters that come up there. And it might have been that uh, the, the taster had a piece of bread and had some of the wine in his, mouth, his hand, and he put the bread in his mouth and swallowed the wine at the same time and then fell over dead. And so, who was it? Was it the drink or was it the bread? How do you know? He had bread in his mouth too. So was it the bread or was it the drink? Huh? And so the... Pharaoh was wroth. He was mad. How could it have come all the way up to this line within one person of me and it killed them dead as a doornail? How? And so the two that were responsible, the butler and the baker, they had to take the responsibility of it. And so he put them in prison for a season. They weren't there for a long period of time, but for a season. I don't know how long that is. It's not described in the scriptures. But for some period of time, he was there. And so, the uh, captain of the guard, probably Potiphar, sent Joseph to them. And uh, let's see here. I'm trying to figure out where I'm at. And so, in verse 5, it says, and they dreamed a dream, both of them, 
each man his dream in one night. Have you and one of your friends ever had a dream same night and it was similar? And each man according to the interpretation of his dream, the butler and the baker of the king of Egypt which were bound in prison. And it said, And Joseph came in unto them in the morning and looked upon them and behold, they were sad. This word sad is a little difficult to interpret. It does not necessarily mean in most cases a person that's sitting there crying with a pouty face or maybe uh, you can tell that they've been hurt or something like that. But it's more like an anxious, like, what is going on? What is about to happen? This dream, I had a dream and the baker's had has a dream. And oh, it's unsettling. What is that dream about? I know it was more than just what I ate for supper last night. I know it also wasn't some kind of demonic dream. But oh, the dream has some kind of meaning and I need an interpreter. Someone that will help me to figure out what's going on with this dream. And Joseph noticed it. Folks, we need to notice each other. These faces right here that we have, they are a reflection of our soul and what's going on. And uh, I know, I know, and I'm not preaching so much toward y'all as myself, but it's important for us to notice people's faces and to recognize where they're at. You know why sometimes we don't recognize and look at something? We don't want to get involved. Because when you ask the question, why are you sad? You're opening yourself up to be involved. Shouldn't we as Christians be willing to be involved? To ask the question, you okay? You know? Is my friend here okay? Are y'all okay? We should check. Because the world cannot help people. That's why throughout this country there is drunkards. There are people who take dope. They are, are trying to lose themselves in some kind of feeling that they cannot think upon the sadness of their heart or in their life. Now, if anybody should have been sad, it should have been Joseph. Joseph was in jail because his brothers hated him. Now, some of you may not care if your brothers hate, hate, uh, hate you. But, oh, can I tell you something? Joseph cared. He didn't want anybody to hate them. We as Christians should not want anybody to hate us. But Joseph's brothers hated him. Not only that, here he was. He'd had these dreams of being bowed down to by his brothers and by his mother and father even. And here he is sitting in jail, twiddling his thumbs, doing nothing. Well, he's kind of busy. But really and truly, if anybody should have been sad and depressed, it was Joseph. But instead... 
he knew the Lord. And that's the key to our continually walking is to know Jesus, to know the Lord, to know that there's a better day and a better hour coming, to know that he is our help and our strength, to know that if we'll do things his ways, that he will lift us up even if we're in the very lowest place that you could be. And so Joseph, being there, he asked them, why are you sad? What is causing this anxiety in you? What is causing this nervous? Uh, you ever been there? You don't know really what's going on. You don't really know, uh, you know why you feel the way you feel. You don't feel happy. And you feel like, you know, I'm on edge. Or I could just be pushed off the edge with just a little something or another. Huh? You ever been there? Yeah. I've been there. <laughs> I've been there today. <laughs> yeah. Huh? What's going on? What is going on? And so Joseph asked him, and he said, we've had a dream. So the banker told him his dream. And he told him that in, uh, uh, I'm sorry, the butler, my distant cousin, anyway. He said, um, in my dream, behold, a vine was before me. And in the vine were three branches, and it was as though it budded. And her blossom shot forth, and the cluster thereof brought forth, great, uh, forth ripe grapes, <coughs> And the Pharaoh's cup was in my hand, and I took the grapes and pressed them into the Pharaoh's cup, and I gave the cup into Pharaoh's hand. Huh? One thing that I like to make note to some of you Bible study or who like to study the Bible, it's thought that during this time that the Pharaohs and all did not partake of uh, for a minute or, or wine like we would know of wine with that percentage of alcohol in it. Not that it wasn't around, but that they didn't take it. And so here you see he, he makes that grape juice right there into that cup. Huh? And he hands it to him. And so Joseph, he told him the three branches are three days. Within three days shall the Pharaoh lift up thine head and restore thee unto thy place. And thou shalt deliver Pharaoh's cup into his hand after the manner when thou wast his butler. You're going to be restored to your place. Amen. Oh, to hear something like that, that'd make you happy, wouldn't it? Oh, you'd be excited about that. Three days and I'll be back... I'll be out of this place and be back in there. Oh, I cannot wait. Joseph said, when you get there, don't forget me. Don't forget me, who I am. And so when the baker saw that the interpretation came about so good, he told Joseph his dream. He said, I also had in my dream, and behold, I had three white baskets on my head. Three white baskets baskets that what I don't know why they it's written this way and I'm not against it 
But it's basically talking about baskets full of bread. White bread. Okay? Three full baskets. And the uppermost basket, there was all manner of baked meats for the Pharaoh. In other words, that was where the best meats were at. That's where those croissants were at. And that's where them pastries were at. And that's where those cookies were at. And those uh, wedding cookies. Y'all like them wedding cookies? I like them. Amen. They were on that uppermost thing. And then he said, And the birds did eat them out of the basket upon my head. Can you see the difference in the two dreams? Can you see it? Here in these scriptures, Joseph saw and he said and told him, Oh, are you good at telling bad news to somebody? Huh? How many of us shy away from telling bad news to somebody? Has the Lord ever given you something to tell to somebody and you knew it was bad news and that was the last thing you wanted to do was tell them? Hmm? According to these scriptures, Joseph didn't hee-haw. How many of y'all know what hee-haw means? Huh? Yeah. Is such and such a sin... Or what's going to happen to me in this state if I die like this? Well, uh, you know, uh, mm, uh, 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 uh. Joseph went right to the heart of the matter. And he told him, can I tell y'all, the best thing to do is when God gives you a message, don't add to it and don't take away from it. Don't try to be the interpreter of it unless God gives you the interpretation of it. You just give it to him, them the way that the Lord gave it to you. Amen. And so, that's what Joseph did. He said, Yet within three days shall Pharaoh lift up thy head from thee. A little bit of a play on words there. The other one said he would lift his head. This one said, he would lift up his head off thee. Separate his head from his body and shall hang thee on a tree and the birds shall eat thy flesh from off of thee. And within three days, it happened. It happened. Three days. It happened. And guess what? Joseph waited. And he waited. And he waited. How long do you wait before you think, I've been forgotten? Huh? I have been forgotten. Nobody is thinking of me. Nobody remembers me. Nobody knows me. Huh? And so... Within those three days, Joseph made an impression. And he asked the baker, remember me. This is another reason I think we're, I'm related to this baker. Huh? The butler, I'm sorry, to this butler. Because the baker's dead. I'm related to this butler. It's because he forgot Joseph. 
It's not good for a person to forget a promise or even your word. What, which one is stronger, youngins? Which one is stronger if you say, I promise, cross my heart, hope to die, stick a needle in my eye, or just to say, I will do it? Which one is stronger? Which one is stronger, youngins? The promise or your word? If you're a Christian, your word is stronger. As a Christian, we do not have to promise. Okay? There may be people who doubt us, but we are to tell them the truth. The whole truth. Always tell the truth. If someone's pointing a gun at you and asking you, are you a Christian? Yes, I am. Praise the Lord. And the Lord will be able to let you know, amen, if it's time for you to leave or if you're going to pass and head on, continue on in this life. Amen. So, the baker was risen back up. He got busy, got into his job, got to doing things, and he forgot Joseph. Joseph was forgotten. Did Joseph make an impression on the butler? Sure he did. And I'm sure that there were times the butler might have thought about it. About, wow, I'm so glad that dream came true. But he didn't remember the situation. But there came a time that he did remember. That he did remember. But there is a lesson also about people and their, their remembrances of us. In the uh, biblical illustrator, by uh, Mr. Taylor, W.M. Taylor, who wrote a lot of the biblical illustrator. He made this, uh, he, he had this little writing I think is very important for us to listen to. It said, men too often write the record of grudges in marble. Hello? Often too, men too often write the record of grudges in marble and favors in water. You ever written something in water? I have. I can't remember what caused me to be able to do something, but I wrote it in water, and in just a moment it was gone. It was gone. He goes on, he says, Nay, such is the perversity of human nature that not unfrequently men return evil for good which has been done them. One spoke to an English statesman of the violent enmity which another invents toward him. In other words, a man was really didn't like him. And he said, yes, was the reply. And I cannot understand it, for I never did him any kindness that I can remember. Think of that. The other guy did not like him. And he said, yeah, probably is because I cannot remember of ever being kind to this other guy. The sarcasm was bitter, but there was enough of the truth in it to give it a point. And everyone who seeks to be a helper of others learns sooner or later to give over looking for human gratitude and to think mainly of the Lord Jesus Christ and His appreciation. Our service 
is to be toward all of you. And if we receive gratitude or not from it, and I'm not talking just for me, I'm talking about from you too. This is a lesson for you. It doesn't matter if we ever get any type of gratitude. What we're looking for is the favor and the grace of Jesus Christ. He. When we went to the rich lands over and over, I kept thinking, I wish Sister uh, um, Horton would sing that song. All in Jesus, my sweet Jesus, give them the praise. They didn't sing it that this time. But oh, that's what it's all about. Our life, our service, our way that we act and react toward somebody else. is What we are doing is as we do it unto the Lord. Help me, Lord Jesus. Have you ever gotten aggravated with somebody? Well, it's like you getting aggravated with Jesus. Come on, we're to treat others as if they are the Lord. Yeah. How would you treat them? These sheep or goats, whatever they might be we have here this morning, they're not my sheep or goats. They're God's. They're His herd. And oh, we must be careful about it. That does not mean we have to be always of a light hand. But oh, we need to remember that forgiveness and love go so much farther than a heavy hand or a hard way. I appreciate the Lord. God's been good to me. You know how, how do we show appreciation to Jesus? Someone give me a, give me a, an example. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. But isn't it supposed to be for how we treat others? The Lord said there were only two laws. We are to love the Lord our God with all our strength, with all our might, and with all our soul. And what was the other one? To love our neighbor as ourself. Let's treat the others as we want to be treated. That does not mean they will. But let us love one another. Let us love them that hate us. Let us love them who have despitely used us and abused us. Let us love one another. Amen. This is the purpose that God came to this world for. To save us sinners. That we might show forth His praise his glory and honor. How? By loving the unlovable. Yeah. And helping the down and the out. Amen. And to love those that have hurt us. Amen. Here this morning, i like for us to think about that. Joseph, I want to tell you something. There are a few great men through the Bible. We, we can name several of them off, but Joseph is one of the greatest. Okay? Because here he is being kind to those people uh, that were other prisoners. Yeah, how often is it that sometimes we get our frustration out on those who deserve to be frustrated at? I must be preaching to myself here. All of y'all look innocent. Huh? Like 
You don't, you're not having an issue with that. But we've got to do better, folks. We are the billboards of Jesus where we go. We, you say people hate wholeness. You know why? Because there are sometimes people get mean when they are like that. And they lose the Spirit of God. And they lose the love of God. Holiness. True holiness. The definition of that is to love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our might, and with all our soul. When we do like that, we're going to want to be like Him. And let me tell you something. Jesus was always holy. Always holy. And so we need to seek the Lord here this morning, young and old. Youngins, life may put you into a bad state and into a bad situation. But if you'll make Jesus number one, love Him. You just, Brother Jeff, you just don't know how bad my brother treats me. You just don't know how bad my sister treats me. You don't know how I'm mistreated at home and all. Does it matter? Do like Jesus would have you do. Amen. Joseph didn't fight when he was thrown in prison. Joseph didn't rail when he was thrown in prison. I'm innocent. I'm innocent. Prove me. Prove me. Let me out of this place. He went quietly. Amen. Jesus, when he was led to the council, he was quiet. He didn't fight him. He did make one request to them to let all the others go. And they did. How do you like that? Yeah. But he went quietly. He went quietly. Let's come before the Lord. And let's ask Him, Dear Jesus, help me. Take away this sharp mouth. Take away this feeling of bitterness. Help us, dear Lord, to love You. And help us to love those that get on our nerves and hurt us so bad. Help us, dear Jesus, we pray this morning. So come, let's pray. Let's kneel before the Lord and ask Him to help us.